because we are either embarrassed, scared, just don't know how to tell another person directly, hey, this is what I need. And specifically like in conversation, if you just want to like have a vent session, you should probably tell that person, I just want to vent. Because say that person understands this is important to you, but you don't tell them that you're trying to vent. If they think that you're important to them, they're probably going to give you feedback. They're probably going to ask questions, right? And if you only want to vent, that's probably going to piss you off, right? So you go to this person, they're there for you, they're, they're doing all the right things in their head. But to you, you just wanted them to hold space for you, right? It's one of those things that can be easily avoided by simply setting the stage for how you want the conversation to go. All right, welcome back or welcome to Embrace Yours Truly. This is a podcast designed to help you nurture your self-knowing. So let's get into it. Episode 22, here we go. This week, we're going to talk about something that we have talked about in the past, but we haven't talked about it in months. It was one of my first topics that I talked about when the podcast first came out, and that topic is boundaries. But how I want to talk about it, I want to talk about it differently because there's bound, we can apply boundaries to any setting in life. And I want to talk about it in a little bit different lens than I did in episode four. So if you haven't listened to What Are My Boundaries, highly, highly suggest you go listen to that Uh, because how I talk about boundaries there is going to be different than how I talk about it here today in this episode. And I wanted to revisit this conversation because boundaries is kind of one of those words that gets put into all types of different contexts. And I think can sometimes get pigeonholed into meaning only one thing. So I kind of want to reframe your perspective of it. Because I think that a lot of people think that boundaries simply apply to physical spaces um, where you remove yourself from a setting or you don't allow somebody to be around you in a different setting or in a specific location, which is that a boundary? 100%. I also feel like most people have a good understanding of setting a boundary with communicating through phone. Meaning if you're in class, you're not going to answer the phone. Meaning if you are doing a workout, your phone's not by you, you're not going to answer the phone. It's having this like built in boundary to put your phone away when you're doing something that's important to you or something that is making you better. I think most people have the understanding that you should do that. And obviously with consideration of if it's an emergency, you answer your phone. But with the idea of physical spaces and communication through the phone, there's kind of this natural built-in distance with that sort of communication. There is another part of this though, because as human beings, we have blind spots. And normally in those blind spots are the places that we need to set boundaries the absolute most. And those places are in our daily interactions. Most times, that's with the people that mean the absolute most to us, right? The relationships that actually matter to us. It's in those relationships where we really overlook our part in how we show up to those relationships and those situations. Here's the thing. With relationships that matter to us, we tend to have this unrealistic idea that people should know how we are because we have the established relationship which this translates to having unrealistic expectations for other people. We have this idea that because you know me so well, that you should know what I need when I come to you acting a certain way. 
it doesn't matter how well a person knows you. doesn't matter if you're trying to go have a conversation with somebody on the street. Because if the person that you go to with your need is not in a place where they're ready to meet your need, or if they don't recognize that you're in need, your need goes unmet. This is what we do as humans. We get pissed or sad or isolate ourselves when we feel like we aren't understood. The expectation that a person should know how to show up to us when we are in need is unrealistic. This is why arguments happen so much, especially in like intimate relationships or um, relationships with your parents or relationships with, I don't know, just anybody who's close to you. Because rather than sharing with another person what your need is, we just kind of like throw ourselves into it and hope for the best and hope that they know us well enough that they, they should know what we need. It's not realistic um, and it's super avoidable. It's also something that's it's just, it's super sad that when we do throw ourselves into it, maybe you even see it as like a vulnerable state when you just put all your shit onto somebody else without telling them that you're going to put all your shit onto them and you don't get what you need. It ends up leading to self-abandonment, which I'm going to get into that a little bit later in this episode. So we're going to talk about how to set the stage for healthy conversation. And I say healthy conversation because you don't have to sacrifice what's important to you and you damn sure don't have to sacrifice your own personal values. So let's get into this conversation. Let's talk about the human air. (laughs) And I say the human air because we operate in a way that shows that we really think that we are the center of the universe where everything that happens in life like should revolve around us. And... I would say, you know, most people understand that's not true. That's not how the world works. But we act like it is. It's because as humans, when we want attention, we want it now. We aren't, we aren't born with patience. (laughs) Nobody is born with patience. Now, truly, whether it's you or it's people in your life or it's both, or maybe you've seen it on social media, when we do not get the attention that we want, that we think we deserve right In the instant that we want it, you act like a toddler. Kids, you know, from, I don't know, 2 to 10? I'd even go up to 10. Maybe maybe not. Maybe more like 2 to 8. But they're still learning about their emotions. They're still developing all those things, right? So it's more normal for kids not to have great emotional control because they are still literally developing their emotions and developing what emotion is and how to apply it to life crazy thing about it, people grow up and don't understand their emotions when they're adults, right? It's one of those things that you're never taught how to regulate your emotions. You're never taught to control your emotion until lesson learned happens, right? And either you make, you keep making the same mistakes or you learn not to make those mistakes anymore and you learn to do shit differently. But here's the relation to our topic. We enter conversations like this. We enter into conversations expecting to have the other person's full attention right when we enter it, right? We go into conversations very me-focused, and it's a natural thing because, right, we have our thoughts, our feelings on our mind. We are the central aspect to our own life, and that is amazing. You should be number one in your own life. However, you are not the only human that exists in the world. With that understanding, you have to pay attention to how other people are. It's not only about your thoughts, your feelings, it's about other people's thoughts, feelings, and how they choose to exist in the world as well. So think about you in conversation. 
How do people normally approach you when they enter into a conversation with you? Do they check on you? Do they ask how you are? Do they just start talking to you? What's your response to that? Are you normally like distracted in conversation? Distractions are all types of things. If somebody's talking to you and you're looking at your phone, scrolling through social media, checking your emails, replying to a text, watching TV, eating food, playing with a dog, whatever it is, what do you do in conversation for the most part? Like, are you distracted? If you're distracted, like self-reflection, how important is that conversation to you? Self-reflection, how important is that person to you? Just going to throw it out there. All of us need to continue to work on active listening. Really sitting, paying attention to what somebody else is saying. Really sitting and listening to what another person is saying. Just listening. Taking in all the information to where if we needed to, we could summarize what they were saying. That is active listening. Now think about this. If you actually want to have a conversation with somebody about some important shit to you, wouldn't you want to tell them that what you want to talk about is important? Wouldn't you want to tell them prior to the conversation that you need them to listen? Or you are wanting their feedback? Or you're wanting to have a conversation about it? Right? It would make sense to express to the other person that what you want to talk about is important to you. But we don't do it. <laughs> That's what's crazy. We typically just jump into a conversation because we want the attention now. We want to just dive into it. We don't really care how the other person is in their moment, how their day was, what they're going through, what they're experiencing. This is the issue. You cannot assume that what's important to you is important to whoever it is you want to have conversation with. If you want to talk about anything serious with your partner, you got to lay out the foundation of what it is that you want to talk about and that it's important to you. If you, it doesn't even have to be something serious. Maybe you want to talk to your best friend about something you saw on social media that hit a nerve for you. Maybe you want to talk to your people about your current financial situation. Maybe you just want to talk to somebody about a funny moment that happened like 10 minutes ago. It doesn't matter what the actual subject is. It doesn't matter what emotion it provokes. If it's important to you and you want to talk about it, you have to let the other person know that it's important to you. Because without that, that's how you get your feelings hurt. Because the other person doesn't know that it's important to you at this moment. It doesn't matter what emotion you go into it with. It doesn't matter the language that you use. No, this is what's like such a problem with how we communicate to each other. We assume importance all the time. We expect attention now. We ruin <laughs> relationships with other people and re the relationship with ourselves. Because we are either embarrassed, scared, um, just don't know how to tell another person directly, hey, this is what I need. And specifically, like in conversation, if you just want to like have a vent session, you should probably tell that person, I just want to vent. Because say that person understands this is important to you, but you don't tell them that you're trying to vent. If they think that you're important to them, they're probably going to give you feedback. They're probably going to ask questions, right? And if you only want to vent, that's probably going to piss you off, right? So you go to this person, they're there for you, they're, they're doing all the right things in their head. But to you, you just wanted them to hold space for you, right? It's one of those things that can be easily avoided by simply setting the stage for how you want the conversation to go. And sometimes that's okay. It might seem selfish, but if that's what you need in that moment, hey, that's what you need. 
If you actually want someone to listen to you and go back and forth and have conversation about something, you should tell that person. I don't know. I've said this before. It's extremely hard to be intentional 24-7. It's so important for you to pick moments throughout your day where you truly want to be intentional. And I would suggest if it's with your partner or with somebody that you talk to on a regular basis, you should probably prioritize that moment to be intentional with them. By the way, as a listener, if somebody doesn't tell you what they want out of the conversation and it seems to be important, you should probably ask what they want from you in that moment. Because it doesn't always have to be the person entering the conversation. It can be the person on the other end too, just as a rule of thumb. But hey, say you ask somebody, are you in a place where we can talk about some of the things that were really frustrating throughout my day? Because I, I, I really need to get it off my chest. And if that person says, no, I'm not in a place right now for that, you have to say, okay. Because if you push that, you are still not going to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, being flexible is one of the, like, under-freaking-rated traits as a human being. And it's such a good idea to practice patience um, in a moment where you're vulnerable and you can be flexible simply by giving the other person time and space until they are ready to have the conversation. That's not a boundary broken. That's a boundary that's set on by both parties. And boundaries that are upheld make relationships stronger. It's because, like, the respect of somebody's time is huge. Like, if you just roll up to somebody and, like, just start putting all your shit on them, you have no idea what's going on in their head. I mean, before you enter any conversation, you should always check in to see how the other person is. Check the temperature of the current situation. Because when you don't, it signals that you don't really care about how they're living their life that day. It signals that what you have to say is the most important thing, specifically, obviously, in that moment. Which, that's not good. You should always want to make a connection with somebody else. And before you go searching for a connection, before you go asking for a connection, you should always check in with yourself, check in with the other person. And this is vital for the people that wear their feelings on their sleeves. Because it's so easy, right? Like to go connect with your people. It's so easy to just go pour all your shit out onto another person. And it could be the good stuff that happened throughout the day. It doesn't always have to be like this dark, gloomy thing of you pouring all your shit out onto somebody else. But respecting somebody's time and space is huge. And it's just the awareness that like you are not the only person that matters. I want you to think about this. When you set a boundary or somebody else sets a boundary with you and maybe it is a little bit unexpected, um, I don't want you to panic, okay? I want you to practice being flexible. I want you to practice patience. So I want you to think about it like this. If a gymnast is flexible... What do they do with their body? They can bend their body in all types of crazy ways, right? They don't actually transform into a different person, right? Just because it moves in different ways doesn't mean that it changes who they are at all. It's the same thing with your core values. For one, you have to know what your core values are to uphold them in the first place, meaning what's important to you. Trust, respect, honesty, connection, whatever it is that holds true to you. Those values don't change. They stay with you. Okay, so my point is that what's being flexible is your time, your space, your ability to be patient. That's that's what's flexing. You don't change who you are. You don't bend your core values. You don't you don't say like, "Oh, I value trust." 
And then if somebody says like, hey, let's let's have this conversation later, then we don't have the conversation later. If you ignore that and then never have the conversation, that's you bending on your core value of trust, right? That's That's not what you do when you're flexible. That's where the boundary comes in. You don't bend on your values. You bend on time. You bend on perspective. You bend on pathways to a decision. But I'm telling you, before you enter into a conversation with somebody about something that's important to you, make sure that you check in with yourself. Ask yourself, what do I need? What do I actually need in this moment? What am I feeling? Because when you check in with yourself first, it confirms that your opinion about whatever topic it is that you're trying to go talk about is the most important. Because I'm going to bring awareness to this. When you just act on pure impulse, whatever feeling that you have, it's right there on your sleeve. You want to just poke at it. If you go to another person with that impulse, man, you are searching. You're searching so hard. And when you don't get that need met and they don't respond to you with the emotion that you want, I know your ass turns passive aggressive real quick. Because you don't like the answer. You don't like what's happening. You start to feel unsafe, unwanted. You start avoiding that person. You don't trust that person anymore. What this all reflects is your ability to check in with yourself first. And that's a boundary that you're crossing. That's how we start going into like the the self-abandonment realm. You got to check in with yourself first. You got to ask yourself, when am I ready to have this conversation? You got to tell the person what it is that you want from the conversation. You got to tell the other person what the importance of the conversation is what you need from them while in the conversation. And the last thing that I want to mention is the idea of perfectionism. If you're a person that believes in perfectionism, that's fine. You do you. In my almost seven years of coaching, I've worked with a tremendous amount of people that believe in the idea of perfectionism. I absolutely do not. I am like the complete opposite of perfectionism. That's not how my brain works. Um, but to each their own. My challenge to you, though, is to is to change your definition of what perfectionism is to you, what it means to you. Because here's the thing. The importance of boundaries in the life of somebody who believes in perfectionism is so beyond necessary. Because here's the thing. The idea of being whole and being complete for the individual is challenging enough. But then to seek out also somebody or actions by somebody um, who is equally whole and complete is nearly impossible because there's so many moments of imperfection that are inevitable. So what I have seen people with this mindset do is they fill the void, right? The, The imperfect moments with so much shame, anger, um, embarrassment, like all these like really intense emotions And it's normally directed at self, whether it is acted on outwardly or not, but it's normally directed at self because it's this confusion of why isn't my world whole and complete? Well, it's because there's not, there's not two people that exist in the exact same way, even in the exact same space. Like people experience moments very, very, very differently. So I challenge you to change your definition of perfection. And I challenge you to really hone in on your boundaries and allow room for yourself to make mistakes, um, especially in, in interactions with other people. You know, like allowing yourself to misspeak, allowing yourself to be wrong. I know that's like <laughs> huge, like anxiousness around that. Um, 
but allowing it to happen. And it's almost one of those things where you don't even have to like practice making mistakes per se, because like it just happens, right? So when mistakes happen, whether it's with you or whether it's in conversation with other people, notice it, allow it, accept it, allowing yourself to make mistakes, allowing them to make mistakes, and then accepting that the mistake from either party doesn't have to be permanent. Um, it can be talked about, it can be handled, and there can be steps to where whatever action happened can be worked on and improved for the future. You know, humility is one of the greatest tools that we can learn when we are in conversation with people that matter to us. So in closing, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Brene Brown. If you don't know who that is, I'm going to leave her website link in the show notes. If you got anything from this episode, you should 1000% go check out her website so you can learn more about building boundaries in relationships. So here's how it reads. Compassionate people ask for what they need. They say no when they need to. And when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. Let that sink in. I'll talk to you guys next week.